Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of Black Girl Squee, where we talk about black girl magic with a <laughs> I am your co-host, Enda Lauren, also known as Enda's Corner on Twitter. I'm Dee Dee, I go by Just Daughter on Twitter. And collectively, we are at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. If you want to reach us, you can email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and your favorite podcaster using our RSS feed. And all of our episodes are up at our uh, host, uh, our hosting home, uh, blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm. Uh, if you want to support us, I have a Patreon um, where you can look me up at Endalorn. And I have audio essays on music fandom, original fiction, and more. If you want to support uh, the show itself, Dee Dee runs that Patreon, Black Girl Squee. That's www.patreon.com slash blackgirlsquee. She has video essays, podcast reviews on shows like Claws and Star Trek Discovery, and also music reviews like such as Ash by Bayi. Alright, so a couple more housekeeping notes. They have a spoiler policy, which is we spoil shit. So, sorry not sorry. If we talk about a show or movie or something like that, chances are we will spoil it. And we also cuss a lot and we talk a lot about peen. So, sorry not sorry about that either. Alright, so now we get into our squee worthy news. And this one comes from The Root. And it's about uh, the judge that will preside over the Paul Manafort case. Um, it's Manis- Magistrate Judge Deborah Robinson. She is a black woman and. Um, um, unfortunately come under um, heavy fire uh, from this administration because as we've seen before they have a tendency to attack black women uh, specifically and ferociously um, um, and the press right wing press has already started by pulling irrelevant from Judge Robinson's background about her family and their criminal records. Um, but, it, I mean, I mean, we already know all the... Well, we don't even know. There's so many different skeletons in the uh, Trump family that um, we may never get, get finished... Um, Unearthing all yeah, of them. I'm just waiting for I'm, I'm but, just waiting for something like war profiteering and stuff like that to come out because I'm pretty sure it happened. I mean, come on. Um, so uh, Judge Robinson is a graduate of Morgan State University and also Emory University Law School. She became she was sworn in as a magistrate judge in 1988 and has presided over high profile cases. Involving politicians and celebrities, um, uh, like Allen Iverson, um, uh, Scooter Libby uh, was a politician, 
um, whose case that she presided over. So, um, so she's not new to this, uh, and uh, I'm sure that she'll uh, oversee this case um, fairly, um, and hopefully, you know, get get these bums the fuck up out of here. So. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all my support goes to Magistrate Judge Deborah yep. Robinson. Yes. And to her, we give a big squeeze. Right. Well, in some more potentially good news, uh, Shadow and Actors reporting that the new show, Pose, cast a record number of trans cast members as series regulars for a scripted series. This cast includes MJ Rodriguez. India Moore, Dominique Jackson, Halle Sahar, and Angel- Angelica Ross, and all of these actors will play trans characters. Um, thing is, Ryan Murphy is co-writing the script with a um our uh, our beloved uh Janet Mock, uh, and our lady our lady J. That's a yeah, it's a different person. And our lady J. And you know, I'm gonna let you say this because this is the exact same thing I was thinking when I saw this news yeah I mean you know some some people led with the fact that Janet Mock was um, working on scripts for the yes. show which is smart yes. because if you want people to be on board that's the way you lead the story yes. um, but at the end of the day it's still a Ryan Murphy production yeah. and he's still having his hand in the scripts and I don't trust him. I, I don't either. That's the thing. That's I'm like I wanted to be really excited about this. But I'm like Ryan Murphy he can be complete trash in a bad way. <laughs> and I'm like sometimes he's good trash but then he can be trash in a bad way too. And that's what I'm afraid of. He's a white he's a white yeah. cis gay man. Yeah. And Uh, um, other of his brethren have shown that they cannot be trusted, especially with trans women exactly. of color stories. Exactly. So, so I don't trust that motherfucker. Yeah. But I trust Janet Mock. I trust these other trans women of color to make sure they're represented um, well, or um, and if not, um, cuss this guy out yeah. and call him out. Um. Yeah. So it is what yeah. it is. I wish them all the best, and this is great for yes. trans visibility. Yeah. Also, because you know, glad there are trans people behind the scenes too. Because I'm like, yeah, we need to see trans people in front of the camera, but they also need to be in the writing room. They need to be producing and stuff like that. And they also, Ryan Murphy and y'all, them, y'all also need to be listening to your cast if they tell you something, like. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I just yeah. don't want them to be used just so Ryan Murphy can get away with using slurs. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I really fear. Because mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Um, no. but this is great. Um, we need to see more trans women of color living and thriving. Yes, and more than just the two or three that we can name off the top of our heads. Yeah, so exactly. I'm all for that. So to Janet Mock and all the uh, trans people who are members of the cast of Pose, 
Let me give it a big. So, a new podcast uh, started this week. It's called First Aid Kit. And it's uh, hosted by Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins, who are both writers at BuzzFeed. And their tagline is, giving you everything you need to lust out loud. So, I feel like... um, if you're fans of uh, This Weekend at Print, you will love <laughs> Thursday Aid Kit. So, um, uh, you know, best wishes to uh, the ladies of that show. And um, uh, I'm excited to see what they'll, um, to see um, where their thirst no. takes them. <laughs> yeah. Where it takes I also want to mention Nicole Perkins. She was also a member of the podcast um, Whiskey Wine and Moonshine, and um, so I'm glad to see her back doing a you know in podcasting game because I actually I like those ladies, and you know I kind of miss listening to them too because they used to always talk about being Mary Jane. So it's good you know to have her have you know at least one back, you know at least one of them. And talking about a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. So, do appreciate <laughs> thirst. So, to Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins, give a big... Um, some more good news. Uh, the writer of the film Girls Trip, Tracy Oliver, is set to direct Survive the Night. Uh, the film is going to be an adaptation of Danielle Vega's 2015 YA novel, Survive the Night. She will write and direct it. And from the article, it says that the story takes place on Halloween, hey, and follows a group of four female college students who become trapped inside an underground warehouse musical festival. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> hmm. but, yeah. That should be suspenseful. I'm 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 just glad that people are ad- adapting new stories. Yes. You know, instead of recycling like Lord of the Rings for the fifteenth time, but <gasps> or Harry Potter or you know We did not ask for this. We did yeah, not ask. So. Okay. So happy about that and this will be her directorial debut so she's just doing big things yes. Tracy Dollar cannot be prouder alright so to so Tracy it. Oliver we will give a big scream yeah, I lost myself for a second there okay <laughs> From Variety, uh, uh, there is a story about Uzo Aduba, who is set to star in the movie called Miss Virginia. Uh, The movie follows a struggling inner-city single mother who moves her at-risk son from their dangerous neighborhood school to an expensive one in a safe area. And um, production starts early next year in Los Angeles. Okay. So, 
not. I'm happy for, looks like Uzo is uh, moving out, moving, doing other things. And I'm so glad. Black and so glad. Here for it. Here for it. Because <laughs> I stopped watching that show. Yeah. And, um, Yes. Also, her fro is prospering. Oh my gosh! I think she, I think she wore, she wore some um, uh, this really gorgeous white dress at the Emmys or some award show, and her fro is just ah, it's amazing. Yes, her she, hair is is beautiful. She just looks glorious. Yes. And um, so to Uzo Aduba, we give a big. Right. So, and some more good news. A college student landed a modeling deal after her Instagram post went viral. Um, I hope I say her name correctly. I'm so sorry if I get your name wrong, hon. Anak Yai, or Yai. Anak Yai is a sophomore studying biochemistry at Plymouth State University. A photographer took a picture of her for the Instagram while she was at Howard Homecoming. And since then, she got contacted by three modeling agencies. She says for her that modeling is a dream of hers that she thought would never happen. And if you see this picture of her, she is stunning. Oh my gosh, she's pretty. Yes, so pretty. Um, so, maybe you yeah. will see her in covers of Vogue or some other magazine really soon. That'll be amazing. I hope. Y'all, I swear, y'all, social media be out here changing lives for real, y'all. Y'all don't think, but it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, just, you know, always remember that it happened at where? Eat you. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> okay, so for Nakiai... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you and I hate you. <laughs> okay, so for Nakia, we give a big scream. The beautiful Philomena Quile uh, speaks about inclusivity in the fashion industry. Um, for uh, Mike.com. Um, Qual uh, was first scouted as a model while finishing her master's degree in international health management and policy. Wow. Okay. Um, she, she attributes her success to uh, Lupita Nyong'o for paving the way for dark-skinned black women with short hair. Um, she says, quote, for the commercial plus-size industry, they always wanted a girl-next-door look. But then I remember Lupita became famous, and she really, really changed how beauty was perceived. I was here for almost a year before I was booked. Then Lupita came, and all of a sudden I was booked. End quote. Uh, Quile uh, now works consistently for brands such as Lane Bryant, Torrid, Fabletics, and Target. Quile um, also said, quote, I think it's just that the fashion industry can only accept one thing at a time. It's like, okay, 
Well, if we're going to add plus, then let's keep it hourglass in white. End quote. That's a shame. Because um, Kuao is gorgeous. Uh, she still carries her own hair and makeup kits with her. Because a lot of uh, makeup artists are apprehensive about working with her. She says, uh, quote, everyone needs to realize the responsibility they hold and realize where they can make a difference. It's on the agent's side, getting more darker skinned girls in. A brand will say, we should use a black plus size model, but then use one with a Rihanna or a Beyonce skin tone. They don't pay attention to the tonal differences. It's recognizing the nuances in the bigger, wider scheme of things can't say you're inclusive when you only have one plus size hourglass white model. End quote. Yes. Philomena better preach. And out here speaking speaking for, you know, people who aren't even exactly like the same type she is. I mean, she's speaking, she's speaking, you know, trying to widen the whole thing. Like, yeah. Um, She's not that big. how do you she, mean? What? Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah she's still on the smaller okay. side, so I'm like she's. So, I think she um, feels like she's speaking like for bigger size women too, or bigger size models, I should say. So um, to Philomena Quell. Uh, Alright. And speaking of Lupita Nyango, she is set to star in a zombie rom com called Little Monsters. And according to Shadow and Act, she's supposed to play a teacher protecting a group of school children during a field trip. There's also a zombie outbreak. And the production for the film has already started in Sydney at I didn't realize how excited I was for this until I'm like, you really don't see people, women or black women who look like Lapita in rom-coms. And now this whole zombie rom-com thing, oh. this looks wild and I, I can't wait to see that. She's certainly, like, yes. her are all Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, do her. all of it. Just, yes. Star Wars. Just black do all of it. Yes. Just, just do all of this. Just do everything. Just be in as much stuff as possible. We will watch you. <laughs> oh man! Give a big scream! Just uh Romani Cordae signs a solo management deal. Most people know uh, Corday as a member of the girl group Fifth Harmony, uh, but she's also released uh, covers of songs by Solange and Drake, mm. and um, she was featured in Dancing with the Stars a couple years ago. Um, but she recently announced that she's joining Brandon Silverstein's S10 Entertainment and Media Company. So looks like she may go solo whether it means she'll leave the group or just have a solo project you know uh, 
um, while um, and still be a part of the group is yet to be seen, but um, this is exciting for a lot of the people who have been waiting for Normani to go solo. Yes. Um, so, to Normani Corday, uh, you know, taking control of her career, yes. we give a big Okay, so uh, also in the news, if actually not in the news enough, uh, some uh, exotic dancers in New York have decided to go on strike and they've accused the clubs there of colorism and preferential treatment of bartenders. And when I first heard of this bartender stuff, was I, I didn't actually uh, know much about but. Uh, according to them, uh, the bartenders um, are competing with the dancers. And so what's happening is that the bartenders, they're dressing provocatively. They're kind of dancing around a little. And they're distracting from the dancers on stage who are actually more athletic than they are and who are actually trained uh, dancers and such. The thing is, that's happening. The bartenders tend to be lighter skinned. They're either racially ambiguous or they're not black at all. And um, they say that this is actually an old issue that is... This has just been happening for some time now, but the dancers eventually, they just decided to go on strike. And they're also calling out shady business practices, like they're calling in um, Instagram influencers and stuff like that and having them um, post stuff like that. And they're also paying more attention to the bartenders. So um, one of the DJs, uh, DJ Kaysley, uh, posted about this discrimination on Instagram. And she's what they said. What I do understand and acknowledge is that there is racism against black women in most of these New York strip clubs. It has been going on for a while now. It just didn't start. At some of my events, when it's celebrities in the VIP, I have to grab the black women by their hands and pull them into the VIP. And so they've been holding uh, meetings to discuss the issues and demand terms, but looks like so far it's unresolved. So I'm trying to keep an eye on it to see how that's going. But um, uh, if you're interested in that, Madam Noir has a pretty brief um, breakdown of it, but they also have lots of embedded videos from the women themselves talking about the issue and why they're striking and all uh, from their Instagram posts. So if you need to get caught up on that issue, and they said they're going to try to keep everybody posted on it, so you can check that out there. But um, good on them for you know finally standing up and saying, look, y'all are taking money out of our hands that you know we worked for. And I mean, I knew it was kind of, there was this pretty bad cultural stuff there but then it's like you'll find out some more fuckery that these women have to go through just to you know get paid wow. like, uh, they, yeah those sounds like those bartenders want the money but they don't want to do what it takes to get it exactly exactly yeah yeah i know and well aware of their privilege and using yes. it to take money yep that's nasty it is. So. It's fucked up. But um, for uh, the exotic dancers and women who have decided to strike and um, wishing them luck very, to, you know, get what they are owed. And so we want to give them a big No, I know. I mean, if you listen, I yeah. every once in a while I'll see you know like scenes from those comes up. I'm like, 
it's like um, it's like yeah, Mickey Kendall. She's the one who's always saying that pretty pretty soon pole dancing is about to become an Olympic event. It should. Because look at that. I'm like, how do you even do that? That's pretty much gymnastics. Don't they be doing? It's like, pretty much gymnastics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. And thing is, yeah, go ahead. And they should get twerking. Yeah. And let me tell you, even before they get hired, like, they have to be trained in, like, three different types of dance styles. You know, you don't just go up there and, like, oh, I, I can, you know, shake my butt and, you know, get paid. No, 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 They have to be, they, they, they have trained for this and they know what they're doing. This is, you know, this is their job. This is their livelihood, you know. This is their, <laughs> this is their vocation. They know what they are doing and they put in the work for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we actually have a bit of a main topic today instead of we we we're not gonna um, catch a fade this week. Hey, <laughs> we're being nice. <laughs> well, actually, actually, we're not gonna be so nice because what we're gonna do, we're going to discuss how to get away with murder. Spoilers. Yeah. About to spoil so, the I shit mean, out of this season. Yeah, I mean it's been going better than I thought it would because I thought I would just really really miss Wes because I'm like he was like he was the main the main student he got murdered but you know they they put a couple of things in that um and I'm I'm kind of willing to forgive now (laughs) because Uh, I don't know about that but no a couple of no a couple of things they are doing right they're doing right this season by me and so I'm like I'm not going to forget what you did to Wes, but I mean you're um, doing a credible job in you know trying to trying to make up for it. But uh, I'm still Wes didn't deserve that. But hey, okay. Anyway, let's talk about this season <laughs> because everything has changed this season. So I mean the um, the gang's not together anymore. Annalise fired everybody, um, but gave them good recommendation letters. Yes. Um, moved into a hotel because her house burned up. Um, and now she's um, now that she's gotten her um, license uh, reinstated, she's working on a class action suit against uh, the, the uh, public defenders office in uh for the state of pennsylvania so pretty pretty big project um she's going to a new therapist uh played by mr jimmy smith um and unfortunately she has not fucked him yet oh i know just fingers crossed we're going on it's six episodes and and the season the the winter finale is tomorrow well this week not tomorrow but it's this week and I'm like you you if if they don't do it this this um half of the season you better put them in bed together next next half I just have got to I feel like I feel like they're teasing us I don't I don't think they're gonna they're not gonna finish they owe me no. They don't care. They, they owe me they Viola Davis and Jimmy Day De- and, and Jimmy Smiths 
phone and they owe me this. You hear me, Pete Nowak? You owe me. I need, I need them to bang out of each other. Anyway, um, but, so she's going to a new therapist, she's not drinking, um, but unfortunately all of the shit that she's been through is triggering the fuck out of her new therapist and has him running back to his therapist, which happens to be his ex-wife, um, played by Catherine Irby, who a lot of you may know from uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Oh, so more Law and Order people. Um... Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh... There's that. I mean, I... That's... That whole storyline with Annalise and the therapist and the therapist being triggered and going to his therapist, like, that's the most fascinating story in this whole season to me. Okay. Um... The other stuff is just well, uh, window dressing. Yeah, because yeah, at the end of the day, this but is Andalus. I will stuff. say I am enjoying um, Tegan. I oh Lord have mercy, Amira Van. Yes, he is giving them dresses. She she just fine, and when she gets to play, and she gets to play um, a character that's much less burdened than uh, Miss Ernestine in Underground, um, and she's a successful lawyer, and who's mentoring Michaela, and Michaela really yeah. looks up to her. So, 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 so. And Asher, who never deserved Michaela in the first place, is he mockery, a jealous, um, paranoid jerk. And uh, I hate everything about his storyline. He doesn't have an internship, he doesn't have shit to do, but follow Michaela around while she's I trying mean, to live her oh, life. He just. He's being clinky in that bad way. Just, dude. Like, he's the one. He's the one that yeah. should have died. Wes had yeah. stuff going for him. Wes was finally getting good stuff. Asher Asher's killed somebody. Asher, in- <laughs> Asher intentionally murdered Thank somebody. You. Exactly. He's the like only one away <laughs> nobody knows he killed her. It's like it's like not even coming back to haunt him. <laughs> like I, I mean, we haven't even seen him yeah. think about it. It's like he's forgotten <laughs> okay. too. How to get away with murder? Be a cis white dude born into a rich family. Because we won't even think, we'll just memory wiped. <laughs> but but anyway, back to Tegan looking at his oh, God. girl. Do you know how happy I was when she was talking to Michaela? Because, listen, there was an episode. There were actually four black women on the same in the same scene at the same time talking to each other. 
two of them Afro-Latina. I mean, it was just everything. They're talking about working, strategizing and stuff, and it was glorious. And that is the same episode we hear Tegan say to Michaela about Annalise. She's still fine, though. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I'm sure that um, Tegan has heard about um, what Annalise um, got up to in law school with um, Eve. So, you know, <laughs> uh, she knows they play on some similar teams. And, yeah. you know, if, if, if Tegan wanted to holler, Annalise might listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, if it don't work out with Jimmy Smith after they bang at least once, um, polyamory. Polyamory. Polly. Or that. Or that. But first, I need the Doc and Annalise just, I had some, yeah, mighty, just, had some mighty need for that. I just had some mighty there. need for that because Jimmy Smith's and we're going to talk about him later but um <laughs> Jimmy Smith just showed up <gasps> looking like he does and girl like, like girl. a snack like a fine vintage mm. snack so um yeah, so I'm, I'm not even thinking about meetings, how to get away with murder. I'm not thinking about that <laughs> no. anymore. I just want to see. It's not ethical. No. It's just, <laughs> it just does. It needs it's, to happen. it's the only right way to go. <laughs> it is. That is the only. <laughs> that is the only correct course of action um. to take. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, no. Do you watch The Good Place? Okay. So, yeah. There's a character on there that, oh. uh, that <laughs> studies ethics and teaches Not ethics. But, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Okay. Laurel is trying to um, get revenge on her father uh, for killing Wes. But um, her plan is threatening to um, destroy Tegan's career, and Michaela has a problem with that, so Michaela has a choice. Either she's going to help her friend Laurel um, with this revenge, revenge plot, or um, tank Tegan's career. Exactly. Um, which will affect her career as well. I'm sorry. Um, like, girl. So, yeah. Man, you know what? I man, I'm I'm sorry, but I hope Michaela. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make everybody hate Michaela even more. But I hope Michaela sides with Tegan. Listen, this sounds really cruel, but fuck Laurel. Oh God, for real, just fuck Laurel, fuck Laurel, and that <laughs> baby that probably ain't even Wes's. Okay. Oh my god. The baby is probably not even Wes's because Frank has been pressing her like, Are you sure this isn't my baby? And, and they had sex before um Wes died. Yep. And um, Laurel, Laurel stepped out on Wes. Yeah, and Laurel just raped Frank too. 
Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. And like, uh, he told her no. He flatly, blatantly, clearly said no. That was gross. Yeah. That was gross, and they showed that on TV. Like, it was progressive. Like, no. It wasn't. Just relax, it's just next. Like, it no, it's wasn't. not, Laurel. Just, she actually said, just take Thank you. That was disgusting. That was disgusting. And, um, because you made me watch that, and you made me watch a year and a half of Asher and Michaela. You owe me Annalise and Isaac Roa banging shit out of yes. each other. Like, consistent. Yes. At least for three episodes. You owe me this. Uh, this fucking show. This fucking show. Pull me back in. And then you at least give me shit. a makeout session with Tegan. Okay. <laughs> at the very it's least. Because if they don't end up in bed together, they at least making out. We haven't even seen Nate. What's Nate up with that? <laughs> he looks good in those three. He looks good in those three. Why are you wasting that body? I know you miss. Mm, I know you is. miss the kitty cat. Yeah, he and he's still mad at Ellie's for like you know framing him, putting yeah. him in jail. And I understand that. I understand. But you know you gon' you gonna start singing. Jackson, <laughs> I get so low. Yeah. You gonna you go and you gonna be you gonna be looking at that phone, looking at Annalise's number in that phone. Yes. Something, something gotta happen. If you don't get it from Jimmy Smith, I need you to get it from Nate or Tegan. So um, um, <gasps> finally, Bonnie is a hater. And is sabotaging Annalise's class action suit just for the fuck of it. Because she's not getting any yep. brownie points from Denver. Because Denver didn't want to hire her ass in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver's doing some dirt with Laurel's dad. Or, yeah, um, everybody's doing dirt with Laurel's, Laurel's dad. Um, uh, Tegan's law firm is um, helping his dad's uh, company, Laurel's dad's company, go public. So, it's just a tangled web. And uh, Bonnie is actually going to Annalise's therapist and lie to the therapist. Um, Because Bonnie is trying to just sabotage Annalise any way she can out of some twisted form of love oh my um, god I mean I can understand Bonnie because she's coming from trauma but like you are taking this out on the wrong person I mean I understand because when they first met and off of yeah Annalise was her opposition but Annalise right. Annalise gaslit the she did on, on, on and just it's it was, was disgusting. but you know, she instantly regretted and tried to correct that mistake, and she tried to make amends with Bonnie, you know, took her, you know, got her into law school and stuff, and, you know, took her under her wing, and now, 
Bonnie is just that's the thing I'm trying to figure out exactly at what point Bonnie just latched onto Annalise like she did because clearly when they first met she they were antagonists and Bonnie you know pretty much couldn't stand her guts because it's like you said can't blame her for that because she gaslit the hell out of her and all but now it's like she can't stand to see anybody else have this spot that she had with Annalise or have this relationship that she had with her and I mean it's just it's twisted like you said it's just twisted and yeah, Bonnie let go Bonnie <laughs> she, she she does not know how Nate has been trying yeah. to tell her to let it go Bonnie will not let it go Um, so that is our, um, how to get away with murder. Ed, do you have any, any ideas what might happen? Oh, uh, we're going to find out who the murder victim is. And I'm hoping people who are making the speculations are wrong because I, I, they can't do that to me. Well, there's some theory that the murder what? victim is Tegan. And I they can't do that to me. You can't do that to me. Don't don't kill the black queer character. Like Yeah, I think I may really have to quit the show for fucking good if they do that. If they yeah. bring Amira Vaughn in just to kill off her character. Yeah. But there's also some speculation it might be the IT guy, which I hope. <laughs> and not not Oliver. No, no, not Oliver. The other IT guy that he was talking to, that he was talking to the about the security system. The one who mm-hmm. just showed up last um, episode. Yeah. See, we don't care about him. He can he can die. Oh. Um. No, it needs to be Asher. Well, you know, they aren't showing the only of the um, the only people in the Scooby-Doo gang we've seen are Oliver, Michaela, and Laurel. So we know it's not either of them. So the, that leaves that does leave Asher and Connor. And you know what? I'm kind of still leaning more toward let Connor live, <laughs> even though he annoys the hell out of me. But he just finally because he's he's been drifting this season too but not in the same way that Asher has but he's finally kind of gone back to Annalise because he's another one he he tries to hate her but he can't that's (laughs) he he he's got a he's got a he's got a a matriarchal tie to to Annalise that he can't seem to let go of either so but I'm kind of willing to let this ride out mostly because Oliver loves him so much and I don't want to see Oliver go through stuff so he's lucky he's attached to Oliver that way <laughs> but Asher I am willing to let him go even though I love Michaela yes I will I'm ready to let Asher go because she can do better and Asher I'm so sick of your privilege <laughs> I'm so sick of your privilege, Asher. He's so... Yeah. 
Like, he know he don't deserve Michaela. What did that whole stalking? Is, uh, holding on. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like, do not be Tegan. If it is Connor, I will get over it, but Asher will let him go. If it's Tegan, I'm done with the show. Yeah. Somebody will have to tell me whether or not Annalise ever gets with uh, the therapist. But I'm thinking not. Like I said, y'all owe me. Y'all still owe me. I love you, but I hate you. I don't don't trust you anymore. I don't trust you. Okay. Let's talk about Dick. (laughs) You (laughs) still. Because we got some good ones this week. Um. Yep. So, um, by Inda's, uh, Cat Daddy regulations, um, um, most of the actors here, most of, well, most of the, um, nominees here fit, um, uh, these, uh, requirements, the criteria, um, except one. He looks like he does, though. Um. He's on his way. Yes. On his way. Yes, that glow up um, is. Mm. And uh, if you didn't know, the criteria for a cat daddy are... An attractive man over 50. Holy shit, he's... Never mind, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> first, first we have actor Jeff Goldblum, um... We've talked about him before. Yeah. We're gonna talk about him again. Um, he's in the uh, hit movie Yay. for Ragnarok, which um, I'm reading just did 427 Ooh. million worldwide, and it's also the best reviewed Marvel superhero film of all time. And which is wild because you know still think yeah. Winter Soldier is a really good movie but um um so Jeff Goldblum plays the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok um he's another um uh, Law and Order Militant wow. alum as well and um he's been in yeah uh he's been in um a lot of things also yeah, he is such a cat daddy. Like, did you see those? Did you see that? Um, there's this gift set where um, he finally, um, um, you know, uh, finds out that people have been calling him daddy. No! On the internet. And he's like, and he responds in the most difficult way. Like, oh. Oh, oh, they called me the I guess that means... I I'm missed sick. that. <laughs> oh, I have to... Oh, no, I need to find it. 
Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> that in private, but, um... Yeah. Yes. He's... He's 65. Does not... Yeah. He doesn't... I mean, he, he doesn't yeah. look 65. I mean, yeah, um, he just gray. That's about it. Yeah. But it's so older, becoming. That silver hair is so yeah. becoming. He just, yeah. He looks like somebody. <laughs> but, um. So, moving on from a Thor Ragnarok actor to the director of Thor Ragnarok, um, Taika. He is just 42. is my age, 42. But on his way salt and pepper. to Daddy-ness. Mm. Um, <laughs> pepper beer. And let me tell you, he, he wasn't as sexy to me then, before as he is now. <laughs> so, um, I guess there's yes, such a thing as a cat daddy glow up. Um, yeah. You get grayer. <laughs> and, and Enda starts looking more, I do. more and more your I'm way. I'm not even going to so, lie. I do. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's when that's when she starts paying attention. When them, yep. them gray hairs start sprouting out. So, um, Taika David Watiti um, uh, was also is also known as Taika Cohen. He is a film director from New Zealand um, who also writes, acts, and is a comedian. He has directed uh, feature films such as Boy. Hunt for the Wilder People and that is, in the Shadows, uh, which is mockumentary. a very funny documentary <laughs> about three oh vampires <laughs> in like New the, Zealand. It is the silliest thing. It is the silliest thing you will ever see. It is being so silly. It's fun. It's so fun. Um, so, um, and uh, now uh, uh, directing the hit film Thor Ragnarok. So he is, um, you know, people are going to know his name and hopefully he will get um, um, more money to do uh, more projects. Um, I, think the, I think the sequel to What We Do in the Shadows... <laughs> It's going to be called <laughs> Werewolves. <laughs> Which is kind of a spoiler. Because <laughs> um, not everybody was wolves in the last one. Um, I don't know if we're going to be taken up with the yeah. exact same characters again. But, um, he is. So, um, he is he is a mess. Uh, he, was, he was just in a panel. Um, uh, that was covered by uh, Deadline um, Hollywood, <laughs> where he um, says he was drinking whiskey and coffee during the panel because, <laughs> quote, it's my opening weekend, I can say whatever the fuck I want. End quote. Oh my god. Um, he said. He said, well, that's why he decided to take on such a tentpole like Thor. 
quote. Money. Straight up. <laughs> Saying he has two children. Who, oh my god. Cost shitloads of money. And. <laughs> He continues. No shit. Um, full disclose, I've never made a superhero movie before. We know. Um, he says his movies were more around the budgets where he's cutting up carrots for the crew. <laughs> Quote, so I thought Marvel didn't um. care anymore. <laughs> My strengths were tone, and that's it. I said, you guys can take care of the explosion. I'll focus on what I've done before. And I didn't get fired because I'm a G. <laughs> I hate this man and I love this I know. He is a goddamn riot. But that's the thing. I'm... See, no, he. the thing is, he's not wrong. He He is a G because, face it, comedy that humorous tone is his strong point and people were you know just saying you know the superhero films don't all have to be dark and brooding this film is so bright and you know light you know I mean yeah it looks fun it just looks like a good time you know and and this thing because I went because when I did go back and watch um, the first Thor again Thor is kind of a doof you know He's there's there's something about him. He's not um, I mean he's a big brawny guy, but he's also like I can totally see him as like a frat boy. You know, he he just kind of comes across that way. I think that just might be Chris Hemsworth because the way he comes across anyway. But I mean, this was perfect for him. You know, this was this was perfect for Taika. You know, Waiti. This was just so so perfect for him, and I'm, I'm so glad they gave a man of color that that opportunity and didn't gave him free reign the same that they do as the white dudes. Because yeah, so easily the best Thor in 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 the franchise, the Thor best Thor movie um, in the franchise thus far. So um, thank you, um, Taika Waititi for. Um, for the movie and for being um, just as hot as everybody in the cast, so go you! And congratulations to your wife. Yes, <laughs> and your children who <laughs> shitloads of money. <laughs> you are sending them to college now. Yes, yes. Just off this movie. Yes. Ah, uh, so you right. take it away. All right. Well, getting our next. Um, uh, entry actually is a cat daddy and has been a cat daddy for quite some time now. Yep. And we already talked about him, Jimmy Smits, who has been a sexy ass motherfucker for quite some time. I mean, he is what? He's 62 now? Yes. Yes, he's 62. Um, even though I never watched it, he, um, I think his first uh, really big break was the 80s when he was in Law and Order. And no, you know, NYPD Blue. No, he was in Law and Order. And he was in NYPD Blue in the 90s. He was in Law and Order in the 80s. So he'd been sexy for like 30 some years now. 
and of course most people in our gen- well generation come after me actually all know him as I hope I said Bile or Bell Organa in the Star Wars prequels yeah he's Princess Leia's dad so yeah so he is um yeah, his dad was uh, Dutch descent his mom's Puerto Rican so that's one of our Latino hotties and, you know I was just so glad when he showed up and how to get away with murder because I knew he was just going to show up and look sexy and he did oh but he's also been acting his ass off he is he is like when you can be, when you can hold your own in the same room with Viola Davis you're acting that last scene, you can act hold up that last scene yeah when she finally when she's like telling him I can't be strong all the time oh my god that scene was and he didn't even have to say anything he just the way they just kind of something about the chemistry between them like I said he they acted their they acted their asses off in that scene and it was just it was so beautiful the way it they pulled it off I mean yeah Jimmy Smith's I don't think he gets yeah he, he really doesn't get you know the type of credit he he deserves for as long as he's been around too because not too many people sustain television careers for as long as he has I mean he, he like he can get a show and so yeah oh I almost forgot he was in the get down and they get down yeah. I'm like this lady she married to Giancarlo Esposito having an affair with him I'm like can I have your life <laughs> can I have mm. your life because he was sexy in that show too yeah so apparently if your name is Jimmy Smith you just sexy <laughs> no, no, if you're him. If you're him. <laughs> yeah, you just... Sexy is just a way of life for you. Yeah, so... He was in... Yeah. But like I said... L.A. Law. Yeah. L.A. Law, that's Oh, different. oh, I said Law that's and Order. from Law and Order. Oh, well, hell, no wonder. Because Law... Oh, wait, Law and Order is the one that's been around for 80 years. Yeah, so... L.A. Law was different. I remember L.A. Law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, yeah. Um, yeah Jimmy... Jimmy has been fine. And taking his ass off. And, uh, Cat Daddy and mm-hmm. it up for, for a minute. Please give us a scene with him getting it on with Viola Davis. I need this. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. We deserve this. Booty naked? We deserve it. But booty naked? Yeah. You made made me watch a pregnant woman sexually assault a man. Like... I'm, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm singing Okay, so those were our. Anyways. Those were our DWIDPs. And, um. Womanist vocab. Cat Daddy Evan. Okay, um. Womanist vocab. Today's womanist vocab word is swerf. Swerf is an acronym for 
sex work exclusionary radical feminists. Swerves tend to hold conservative views of sex and sexuality that deny the legitimacy of sex work as real work. They often see themselves as quote-unquote saving sex workers, even those who do sex work of their own volition. Swerves. And don't be one. <clears throat> Alright. Yeah. Had to, well, we all know, had to do that for the, the strikers, the sex workers on strike in New York. You know, shout out to them. Support them. Okay, so that mm-hmm. was our show. If you like to, you can contact us. We are collectively at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. I am at Ender's Corner. Uh, Dee Dee is at Dust Daughter. Our Tumblr is blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. And our email is blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. If you'd like to um, rate and review us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate that. Leave us a five star review because could use it you can also find us on google play podcast and at our host home at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm also please remember to check out our patreons me and lauren and uh, black girl squee at black girl squee on patreon and so until next time bye, bye. Yeah.